welcome to In The Zone. Dave Delgado in studio with Bill Bennett from Guam Baseball Academy and Guam Pony Baseball. Uh, first off, let's let's talk a little bit about Guam Baseball Academy and uh, Guam Pony Baseball. And, uh, how'd you guys start and what is the mission behind uh, what you guys do uh, for the sport of baseball? Well, actually, it started with the Guam Amateur Baseball in 2011. There was a large group of adult baseball players that had nowhere to play. You know, you had the Guam Major League, which was kind of a closed league, uh, uh, family teams or, you know, teams that were pretty much closed. And we found out that there was um, a huge group of, of young adults after they get out of high school that don't want to play in GML, don't want the rigors, or maybe are not good enough, but they're good athletes and they love the game. So in 2011, we had our first league. Our first, we call it the Amateur League. And uh, this was put together by some of the players that were in the GML that didn't get to play, you know, two or three at-bats, two or three innings, and that was it. And they got to talking uh, after a game one night and said, you know, why don't we start a league in uh, – you know, for for us. And as it turned out, we formed the Guam Amateur Baseball Association. Uh, and that year we had 18, 818 teams. Wow. Uh, and we played our first year at Paseo. And then we continued with that every year after that at, at Leo Palace with a spring league and a, a fall league. And we did that for about four or five years. But after a while... Um, we we wanted to get involved with the youth more and try to come up with activities for youth and and i had been over the years i worked for many years for little league and i worked for pony league um and other other youth leagues around asia southeast asia and the united states so uh i was very well connected with pony baseball and um so i thought well that's an international group they have good programs uh and so we will use that as our youth arm underneath the uh, amateur baseball to do all of our youth programs. And then because of my background in, in baseball training over the years with uh, diversity baseball, uh, IBF, uh, Major League Baseball, NCAA baseball that I was involved in as a trainer, uh, my first love uh, was training. So we started the academy and tried to create academy programs to you know help improve the quality of the kids ability on the field uh in various ways and the cool thing about that is you know you guys just recently closed your doors at at the batting cages and everything um but you were able to bring in specific equipment catered to different age groups, teams, uh, clubs that were looking for certain products and, and um, equipment that wasn't sold on Guam. So with your background, you were able to kind of pick and choose what would be more useful for, for the teams here on island. Yeah, well, many, many, many years ago, uh, when I worked with Major League Baseball, I also worked for Rawlings Sporting Goods. So I got, I got connected very well. And um, I went to all the trade shows and all the uh, all the spring training uh, or winter meetings for Major League Baseball. I got to know a lot of people, and and of course, that's the commercial side of the business. You know, you generate revenue. That's it. so the strike zone business was a commercial business, but uh, yes, I knew what 
what to bring in, what I thought would bring in, and what what young baseball players need to do to get better. Um, so, and it, it, it that eight years that we had the strike zone was uh, well. If you count a Ganya, it was 17 years. Uh, it was a good business, but you know now uh, the dot com companies have kind of taken over. Uh, you know. Uh, equipment sales for all sports yeah everybody just going online yeah don't the, mind paying the, the shipping and yeah the uh, brick and mortar locations now and it's it's it, it's all over the world it's just not guam even dick sporting goods is having problems you know they're selling they're closing stores it, it, it's it's a difficult business now when you amazon is just doing such a great job you know what they do with getting products around the world so were you able to sell the pitching machines or, or the batting caging, uh, batting cage equipment to anybody locally. Yeah, we we uh, were able to sell all the inventory. So and we kept some for our academy purposes and for our our academy fields. Uh, the the pitching machines we still have. They're you know commercial arm pitching machines. So we trying to be aggressive in the area, uh, Craigslist and various other places, trying to spin those off. They're good machines, but, um, uh, you know, personally, I have no use for them anymore. Yeah, let's talk about the Triple J uh, fields uh, located at the Ukudu High School campus. And you talk about a facility that professional players such as the Yumiuri Giants uh, come back and play on. And... Your organization are the one or is the one in charge of maintaining those fields. Yeah, we were lucky years ago. We uh, uh, we 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 chose not to use Paseo Stadium anymore after 2012, because, simply because of the the problems they were having there, and we we didn't want to get involved in that and have to deal with all the problems at, at the Paseo Stadium. Uh, we we moved to Leo Palace, which was good for the adult uh, program, but uh, we looked around and said, well, you know, we need to find a, a home of our own, our own headquarters that we can call our own home. And we, for two years, we we talked and massaged with uh, uh, the GEF group and G- GDOE to take over Ukadu, which was the best fields at the time that uh, needed improvement. They already had lights, open space, and uh, we decided to 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 take on that. And we've been very lucky that uh, GDOE and GEF have been good partners and supported us on this Adopt-A-Field program. And it's really worked out very well. Uh, it's a five-year uh, Adopt-A-Field program. And also we've been very lucky with... Uh, the many, many sponsors that we've had, uh, community sponsors that have provided product and funds to maintain those fields at the highest level. Yeah, and uh, you're talking about the upcoming 2019 Summer Pony Youth Baseball Skills and Game Academy, uh, targeted for 8 to 12-year-olds. That's going to be taking place July 22nd through the 26th. Uh, the academy fee uh, is $60 or $66 per player for uh, the five-day academy. And Academies like this, um, what do the kids come away with as far as uh, learning on the field baseball and and just learning the game itself from the instructors there? Yeah, well, the academy, we we decided when we started the academy, we had some social responsibility to our parents and our kids. Besides 
you know, uh, having them learn how to hit the ball and throw the ball, we wanted to provide an educational component. And the academies I've been involved in in the previous years are normally attached to a university or a college somehow where there's an educated education component where the members of the academy can take classes. And uh, so we got involved with uh, the prevention group here on Guam that helps, you know, on the education uh, and the threats of alcohol and tobacco abuse. So I think that if we can get kids to walk away after five days understanding about what the threats are with drug abuse, opioids, uh, alcohol, whatever it is we present, how to eat correctly, um, and why you warm up. Why, why do we need to warm up? So we, it's, we want them to walk away with some education to be uh, uh, better athletes. And I think that's a big uh, problem with athletes in general is just making sure they take care of themselves, their body, because, um, you know, a lot of off-the-field stuff affects what you do on the field uh, as an athlete. So if if you're not um, really taking care of yourself, uh, both physically and mentally, uh, it's going to be pretty challenging when you step on the field. Yeah, and what we're finding out on Guam and actually worldwide, uh, talking to some of my friends I work with, uh, uh, kids are leaving baseball. You know, and it's because uh, baseball is a difficult sport. It's a hard, dirty sport. Uh, a lot of failure in baseball. And the other sports are doing a good job. You know, you, you got extreme sports and paddling. It goes on and on. Tennis, golf. It's getting a lot of notoriety and publicity, and it's uh, more attractive. Uh, so if, if we can get kids to continue to play the game and like the game and love the game, uh, that's also part of what we want to do and and give them the best potential between the 8 and 12 years old so as, as they go to the higher more competitive leagues they can they can play the game and, and they can be able to survive in the big field when they get into high school and the organization had success because you were able to get a middle school league for uh, middle school kids to play uh, games in and you know, that's that's pretty cool when you're able to represent your school and have pride for your school rather than just an outside club team. Yeah. Well, Pony, Pony, we know, came in. We're sort of like the, the third sister because, you know, Little League's been here about 60 years. And, of course, the Cal Ripken, Babe Ruth organization has been here a long time. So we knew we, we couldn't we couldn't go head to head with them. Uh, they're established and long history. So we look for other ways to start our pony, pony program. So we do have the Pony Champions League with, with the Guam Special Olympics. This will be our third year with them. Uh, and then, of course, we, we decided we wanted to do more youth. So we, we got with GDOE and we created uh, the Middle School Baseball League. Uh, which we've had now for four years. And this year will be our first middle school girls softball league. Um, and, of course, private schools are also invited. They've all been invited. Um, so maybe next might be an elementary school baseball league. You know, we might do that. Yeah, and I think, uh, last I heard, softball <laughs> starts at, at a fairly young age, around four years old for, for girl players. And, um, yeah, going back to the Special Olympics thing, I think that was – uh, super cool when um, Special Olympics offered that for 
part of their sports throughout the year because you know they had the aquatics they had the bowling they had the track and field and adding the the, the softball side uh, of that um it brings a lot of joy yeah. to the athletes. Yeah, and Special Olympics, is, uh, softball's been in the Special Olympics for a long, long time, about 30 years. And I, I think the Guam Special Olympics group, they wanted to add a team sport, an outdoor sport, a fun sport. Uh, and the Special Olympics actually uses softball. So it's, it's, it's Special Olympics pony softball because pony baseball has the softball program also so uh it's worked out very well every year we've had about 75 athletes six teams and um those special olympics athletes and the unified athletes that get involved you know they have fun and and we've noticed that every year those kids are getting better and right now you guys are currently running uh youth baseball at the Triple J Fields. Well, right now we have the Navy Base Guam League that we're running. It's a, again, it's a pony league, uh, and we we have games at um, at our academy fields. They're the Triple J Academy fields with local teams. So every Saturday morning, a, a local team will step up to play these uh, Navy the Navy team. Uh, the other thing we ha- we do is Guam Amateur Baseball has an umpire association. So. We're also involved with uh, Cal Ripken and Pony League, helping them with their league by doing the officiating. And how many members do you have as uh, part of your uh, organization as far as Guam uh, Baseball Academy or Pony Baseball when it comes to uh, maybe officials or people that just uh, are part of what you guys do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, on the officials, we we have registered about 15 15 officials, some are part-time, some are full-time. Uh, we have a pool of coaches. Uh, they've come and gone, but we have a pool of coaches that I can pull from, about five uh, 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 coaches that I can use for various activities. And we're always uh, bringing in new parents that want to help out and want to learn. So, uh, and we, I think in our reg- registra- uh, registration data, I think we have about... Uh, uh, 400 kids. Wow! That that have played in our programs or teams or leagues somewhere, you know, anywhere from uh, you know the the seven year old league all the way up, and uh, you know, a couple years ago we had the the uh, game changer league, which was dealt with the prevention um, of alcohol abuse, and it, it tied in the teams had to participate in an activity that uh, you know or prevention they had to participate in the prevention part of it so there's there's some things that we want to do in the future to keep going down that road with prevention and how has that relationship been with those organizations that come out and speak to the kids uh does it change yearly or do you have the same uh organizations that come out and speak to the kids uh no it's the same groups that have the experts uh basically the public health and wellness center um and then there's been a, a, a couple uh, of policemen, some doctors. Uh, so it depends on, on the subject and, and who, you know, who we kind of target that year that come out and help us. Um, uh, but originally, Guam Amateur Baseball belonged to, to a consortium here on Guam that had other nonprofits uh, that were doing the same thing. We had some churches, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Island Girl Power, uh, 
Rotaracts. Uh, there was other groups doing the same thing. So we collaborated with them also and to run activities, uh, prevention activities out at the academy fields using a baseball or a softball. And going back to um, the academy that's going to be taking place uh, next or in July, um, can you tell us what the kids will be getting upon registration for uh, the academy? Well, besides getting dirty and having fun and yeah. uh, uh, getting hit in the head with the baseball and, and in the <laughs> legs with their baseball, they're, they're, they're going to learn the hard lessons of uh, fielding ground balls and running the bases and, and why they, they shouldn't be hitting foul balls. Uh, but they're also going to walk away. They're going to have as much power aid as their stomach can take every day because it'll probably be hot. Yeah. And uh, they'll be getting an academy T-shirt. And uh, they'll get a sports bag at the end, and they'll get a, um, you know, a certificate of participation that they can keep with them as a memory uh, that they can uh, look at it in as years go by. And to register, how can parents go about doing that? Uh, send us a request uh, at gba at guambaseball.com, and then we will send you the registration form and the parent consent form. Uh, you send that back to us, and um, uh, we'll get you get you going. And once you, once we get your registration form, you'll get a fact sheet that explains all the details and what the kids need to do and what when to drop them off, when to pick them up, and all the information. Uh, they can also contact us at 483-6500. And don't forget, so this is the Skills Academy going to be taking place July 22nd through the 26th. Uh, it's going to run from 9 in the morning to 12 in the afternoon for kids kids ages 8 to 12 years old. And um, can we expect uh, the kids to be joined by uh, some off-island uh, players uh, joining the camp? Yeah, uh, well, all year round, I get a lot of Chinese, and, I mean, uh, excuse me, Korean kids and Japanese kids that come to Guam for various reasons. Most of them come to learn English. They'll take an English class in the morning, and then um, I'll train them in the afternoon. Uh, and sometimes it's groups of three or four kids. Sometimes it's just one kid. So I have several organizations in Korea and um uh, Japan that have supported the Summer Academy every year. So we expect to get uh, two or three from Japan, two or three from Korea again. All right. Now, uh, don't forget, you can catch us uh, soundcloud.com slash KUAM News. Any uh, social media pages or how can they yeah, follow We have uh, uh, our, our website is... Uh, uh, guamponybaseball.com you can go there and uh, you can also read about the academy anybody out there that you would you'd like to thank for uh, helping out well of course take care has always stepped up uh, every year bank of guam has been big with us every year coast 360 has participated of course um, we've we have some other sponsors like uh, um Triple J, of course. Triple J, of yeah. course, is always, uh, you know, they sponsor our middle school baseball league. And, I mean, I'm sorry, they sponsor our, the new uh, girls' middle school softball league. Uh, SPPC 76 <laughs> is a perennial sponsor of our middle school baseball league. Uh, and, you know, we also have Ambrose, uh, Hawaiian Rock, uh, 
we have uh, Home Depot has been stepped up with giving us our maintenance, our vehicle, our motorized vehicle, maintenance vehicle out there. And uh, uh, Guam Home Center, uh, Benson's, uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, I mentioned Hawaiian Rock. Yeah. And JMC Construction has helped with earthworks. Um, Eddie Cruz LLCs provide us all the topsoils and all the sands for our, our playing surface. Yeah, because a lot of that, that's just what goes into the field, you know, just uh, making sure it's it's kept properly because, uh, like I said, you look at uh, the facility there, and, man, it, it's the grass is green. Um, the field, the infield's always well taken care of. And um, when it comes to clinics and stuff like that, you guys are always, you know, digging up the grass, making sure it's properly lined up and everything is nice for the players. David, there's no other way. Yeah, got to. You know, to me, being a player, uh, I wasn't a very good player. I was probably a better coach and teacher than I was a player. But I was an infielder. And I was lucky to, you know, work with Major League Baseball and work in those uh, – those uh, minor league stadiums in Arizona. And uh, uh, I also I belong to the uh, Sports Turf Managers Association. So I've gone to the clinics every year. I learned how to do this stuff. I learned turf management. I learned soil management, erosion management. So I, I thrive on this. This is what I like to do. So having a baseball field's like a baker. When a baker makes a cake and he puts it in the window, his signature's on that yep. cake. Well, my signature's on that field, and uh, and it's important for me that that it, it looks as best it can be with you know the tools and the resources we have, and I want the players to be happy and safe. That's the main concern. The playing surface must be safe. Take it. Aesthetics is second. Taking pride in what you do. They got to. Got to to enjoy what you do and take pride in what you do. Uh, Appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Don't forget, check us out, soundcloud.com slash KUAM News. And uh, make sure to check me out every Wednesday.